Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. Hey, Justin. Hey, Rob. Hey, Nick. Hey, Mike. Hey, Justin. Did I screw that up? This is a, uh, what do you call it? A bonus episode? Bonus crossover? Yep. <laughs> it's not really a crossover. We just... Yeah. A couple of a uh, couple of hosers from around the globe. Crossover extraordinaire extravaganza. Yeah, but this is bonus, as in not an NES game, and well, sort of. I guess it kind of is an NES game. We're going to talk about Shovel Knight tonight. Ooh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shovel Knight tonight. I like it. It's yeah. it's actually a song I have in the works. It's Shovel Knight tonight. Can you feel the love tonight, Shovel Knight? Tonight, tonight, Shovel Ooh, Knight. Ooh, little Smashing Pumpkin. That's it. There you go. It's it's actually the Shoveling Pumpkins. It's the, it's the cover band. You know? Ooh. They just tweak it a little bit. Anyways, all right. So we, we don't have a format. We don't have... We're just going to talk about it. I don't know. I like it. Let's free flow, really, baby. That's right. You can't really do retrofitted trophies. My quest for the cart includes uh, no cart and a download code. So <laughs> you can save it to an SD card and say you know, found an SD card. So. Oh, that's true. Okay. Well, yeah, I didn't there get you it. On there you yeah. go. We you though. We you. So no, a quest I'm sorry. to finding out about it, maybe like Michael's quest to learn about Shovel Knight to go to download it to playing it. <laughs> There you go. The, the quest to hear about Kickstarter to then donate money to say... Is that when you first heard about Shovel Knight? Kickstarter? I did, I did actually, yeah. And did are you, you a money? backer? Did you I donate a backer? I did. Oh, so, so you're better than me. So you're better <laughs> Are you not a backer? Oh. I was not a backer. I got on the Shovel Knight train after... Uh, I can't remember when I first heard about it. I think it was like a month or two before its release. Yeah, I was like see, super genuinely excited. This was going to this was supposed to be a backer only podcast. 
Right. See, Rob, Rob, Rob can't back because he's being backed, right? So, when you're uh, a creator, you don't need to be a backer. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I see how it is. He's donating okay. his talents to Kickstarter. Kids, consider this me backing you. How about that? <laughs> okay. All right. So that'll be twenty-five dollars worth of my time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Um, I guess we can do history. Does anybody know where this game came from? All I know is it's Kickstarter. Yacht Club from, in. yeah, well, Yacht Club Games and uh, Way Forward. Way Forward uh, is also way behind it, or behind it. This is their first game that they developed, which is cool. Their Way Forward is also behind uh, Ducktales HD yep. and a yeah, new uh, yeah. TMNT uh, game that's coming out. I think it's called Dangers of the Ooze. It's very Metroidvania like. Yeah, very yeah, excited. I'm pretty, about that. I'm pretty excited about that I, one. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Way Forward. Um, they've done some really awesome games in the kind of the retro, you know, the retro mindset. Um, they did a real cool game that was overlooked. Uh, Thor for DS, not 3DS. They did the one for DS, which is really good. I thought uh, they did Contra 4 on the DS, which I thought was great too. And uh, Alien Infestation on the DS. A lot of good DS games they did. So I'm a big fan yeah. of Way Forward. Yeah, I just started playing that Alien game on the plane. It's not too bad. Not too bad, Way Forward. And they just did a Kickstarter for uh, Shantae. Uh, yeah. Yes, Shantae. That yeah. just came out. Yeah, I, which I is obviously that one as well. Yeah, yeah. and my, oh, my, my, my. I know my, who my, I'm going for for my next project. Mike is just trying to show how much better he is than all of us. <laughs> hey, but I tell you one thing. One thing I did not back, and I'm probably going to get uh, a couple of evil looks on this podcast, is I did not back the Nintendo Quest. Oh. <laughs> hey Rob, hey Rob, I uh, I backed it. I, oh, I, I remember seeing your name in the end credits when I credited all the people. Ooh. I didn't. I, like I really didn't know about it. So <sighs> we all have somebody, regrets we have to live with. Somebody didn't do a good job of getting the word out to me because I did not find out about it. I blame NBC when they covered our story, or was it CBS? <laughs> It could be Playboy, or was it CBC? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, those publications always do a horrible job. I don't, uh, you know, I don't, I don't subscribe to those heathen magazines. You're right. <laughs> mainstream and hipster those, rubbish. And those, and those heathen television shows, <laughs> like the news. <laughs> I understand. I get it. We we <laughs> rarely post on Facebook as well. I didn't know. I wasn't that down. It's okay. When I'm we when we hit people up for, for when we when we hit people up for the sake of wanting to hang out again for another summer, I mean another quest, we'll come right to you. Ooh. You got it. Mm-hmm. All right. So shovel knife. I'll get you twice. Twice. Bet. I'm holding you to it. <laughs> yeah. Fifty so cents. Shovel knight. I forgot Back my to notes. shovel knight. I forgot my notes. I'm bad. You guys keep talking. All right, notes. so we'll talk. We'll talk amongst yourself. Notes. I thought this was a free forum. I asked if there's yeah. prep. No prep. How we got notes? He's a liar. Hey, there's another way forward game. I was kind of shocked. I bought my son the uh, Adventure Time. Uh, hey, Ice King, why'd you steal our garbage? And, okay. Uh, way, way forward made that game, and it's actually in the vein of like uh, Zelda 2. I know Jay's a big fan of that, so you might actually like that. It's got the overworld. We go into a dungeon that goes to a 2D type game. Really good. I was, I was kind of shocked. Cool. I just kind of bought it for my son because he likes that show. Uh, yeah, start playing it. And you it. just kind of stole it on him. Yeah. Out of the year. Yep. He, he kind of wonders. He has one of those two DSs, and he always finds it in my three DS. So. That's how that goes. <laughs> how do you like the two DS? I'm a big fan of it. I got that instead of the three DS. I enjoy it. 
I, I definitely like the uh, digital pad on it a lot better because I think the I have the uh, like the standard 3DS, not the XL, and the digital pad's in a weird spot. It clicks real funny. Uh, the 2DS I think has a better layout, but um, yeah, it's cool. it's cool. It's def- definitely cool for him. You got your notes now, Michael. Whenever you're ready. Oh my uh, God. It's a full page, baby. It's a full page of research. He likes this game. Hey, I just, you know, take some notes while you play, you know. So are we done with the history? Justin, it's historical, I mean, modern history tidbits. (laughs) Justin's historical, I mean, modern tidbits. (laughs) Yeah, I contributed so much, you know. Good job, Justin. Yeah, exactly. All right, so so do you guys you guys all got it on the 3DS? Am I the only one that got it on the Wii U? No, I I only have it on the Wii U. Okay, so Nick's the he's the <laughs> odd man out. Yeah, so I, just, I, okay, I don't think the, we have a question that pertains to that. When when we get to that down the road, we'll actually be able to weigh in on both sides. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's good. Justin, I mm-hmm. think, is going to play the uh, the guy who's never played or has does not have the game. <laughs> and you're oh, gonna to, you're gonna try to convince me to play to play the game. Right? Oh. Yeah, okay. Don't worry, we'll convince you, because this is a pretty good game. Spoilers. It's a pretty good game. It definitely Spoilers. is a good game. Yes. Alright, so let me just uh, break out the notes here. <laughs> All one page. <laughs> it's actually like it's actually like half half a page and then some just drawings of stick figures. <laughs> Shoveling up things. <laughs> Life's a garden. Go yeah. Two dudes and a shovel. <laughs> okay, so shovel night. We're kind of doing it for this show. It's it's basically an NES game, or at least, if nothing else, much like our podcast, it's a love letter to the as in you know, it's all heavily influenced by the NES. I I I made a list of things that I noticed it was influenced by. Let me let me just read off my list of things I noticed, and then you guys can add to or disagree <laughs> if you will. I disagree with all. Just before you say. <clears throat> I concur, okay. sir. <laughs> I haven't even started, but you know, that's whatever. Mega Man, DuckTales. So these are games that it, that it has in common. Not specific aspects, just games that have similar feels. Yeah, well, I mean, we can get into the specific aspects, but I'm just saying these are things I No, I don't like. want to dig too deep. Okay, so these are the games on the surface Mega Man, DuckTales, Faxanadu, Zelda 2, uh, Super Mario Bros. 3, Castlevania 3. Mega Man X, Ninja Gaiden, Gaiden. Those are just a few that I I found influences. We can get into specifics about. It. I just want to, if you guys thought of any more, if you if you noticed any when you were playing it. Yeah, uh, uh, Ghost of Goblins a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. You're talking like sound effects. Uh, there's a huge uh, like just anything Konami. A lot of the like. Uh, I don't know, like like sometimes when flames come out of certain uh, areas, like you can definitely hear a Konami sound, uh, especially like a Contra type feel. So definitely uh, just Konami games in general. Yeah, I think Konami, Capcom stuff, a little bit of Wizards and Warriors feeling here and there, jumping around and stuff. But I think you really hit them on the head, the big ones, Michael. Yeah, yeah I like for instance on the the Super Mario Bros. Three, the overworld is almost ripped straight from Super Mario Bros. Three. Yeah, which is which is cool because that I, you know, that's one of the best parts about Super Mario Bros. Three. And, 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 go ahead. 
I was just going to say, and I didn't realize that this game was going to be like that because I didn't come to the Kickstarter. I played it thinking it was going to be like DuckTales. So it's just like more of like a six action, like secret area stuff. And then I finished the first level, as I'm sure hopefully you guys did, and you see like this <laughs> overworld map. And it's like, whoa! And then the overworld map continues to expand, and it's like, what is this awesome world? And then we're treated to like Mega Man like villains who are different yeah, kinds yeah. of knights in their respective stages, which is just awesome. Yeah, and you mentioned the DuckTales. I mean, the big thing of the DuckTales there is he's got the Pogo, basically. The yeah. same Pogo yes. thing that yep. uh, Scrooge McDuck has in, in DuckTales. And it, it works to as as good, if not better, of a level than the DuckTales game. Of course, I know, uh, Rob, I, from Well, let's not go to blasphemous territory. <laughs> You might be touching, uh, you might be poking him on that one. First he doesn't back my project, now he takes the game's name in vain. I'm just trying to to prod the bear a little bit, try to make the podcast. You're trying to pogo the bear at this point. (laughs) What, uh, I did read an interview uh, with uh, the main director of this game, and he said that when they approached it, obviously they wanted to do like an NES nostalgia thing with all the games that you've mentioned. But they said they wanted to make it like as if the NES was still around today so that there would be an evolution of some of the sound, an evolution of some of the graphics and, and the control and gameplay. Now, some of that might not be like totally apparent on the surface, but when you probably play through like most of the game, you'll notice that's a little bit more polished here and there. Some of the art goes a little bit beyond the 8-bit style here. And there, and there's some layered stuff which you really didn't see back in the day. Do you guys approve of what they wanted to do, or do you think they should have been stuck to the limitations of of the NES era? I think I they. Okay. I th- sorry, I think they really hit the nail on the head. Is what I think. I think they did. They did where they went above the NES. I think they did it basically perfectly. I think they could have. I don't think they. I don't think they went too far. I don't think they. I think I'm glad they didn't stick strictly to the NES too, because I don't know. I mean, it is it is a modern game. I, I think it would have hit hit some walls if it would have tried to stick strictly to the NES hardware. But that's my, my thought. Yeah, and I, and like you said, Mike, it's like a love letter to those games. Uh, it, it it stays within the boundaries of some of those mechanics. Like when you're in some of the water worlds, you definitely have that Mega Man feel when you're kind of weightless. Uh, you know, a lot of the spikes kind of, kind of, are the same as Mega Man. You hit them once, and you're you're dead. And uh, this game also, to me, draws some inspiration for some uh, more modern games like Dark Souls, Demon Souls. Like when when you die, you know, you, you kind of drop some of your loot and you lose some of it. And the more you die, the more loot you lose. Uh, I know in Demon Souls and Dark Souls, you kind of do the same thing with your health and stuff. So to me, it kind of drew from that as well. But uh, I, I definitely am 100% behind games like this because uh, they're they're not. To me, it's not trying to overshadow or, or do better than the old games. It's kind of paying homage to those. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed it. It was really neat, you know, when you're scrolling from uh, screen to screen, how it kind of, you know, pauses your character and you can kind of see him floating across the screen like Mega Man did. And I don't know. I'm a huge Mega Man fan, so that was uh, real cool to see. But, yeah, I, I love it. I love the, I love what they're trying to do. I hope they do more things like this. Yeah, I think they put the – don't they call that uh, – they call it some like, parallax scrolling or something. It's, it's got a name. I don't know. Yeah, parallax, parallax. Par- parallax is when you're walking and the whole background shifts. All the, like, There's like a multi-planar kind of background shift between the three. But Mike, or Nick, I think you're talking about when you jump and you hover in air as the whole sheen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, kind of yeah, like yeah. when you go, you're talking about like when you go through in Mega Man, when you go through the, 
the door towards the boss, and you yeah. can it, it pauses your guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. You're like Matrix mode in the air as everything like flips around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. And I love how um, epic. It, I love how epic it is when you start a stage and he kind of jumps in and he holds his shovel up. It's like dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's shoveling time. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Yeah, it's really cool. I think uh, I think they really kind of nailed the difficulty too because it's not as hard as an NES game by any means. I think yeah, it's actually it's, pretty you probably have beaten it then, Michael, because not all of us have. Um... Okay, well, let me take it back. It's not as difficult as an NES game until you get to the tower at the end, and then it starts getting pretty hard because that's, I'm kind of stuck there. I that's where I am too. Okay, I don't feel so bad. Yeah, I, I beat it. I have the time to try to get past that part. <laughs> The, the 3DS version is for games 5 and under. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the, yeah, I, I love the ending of it. I'm not going to spoil it, but the uh, the boss battles are great. And, uh, cool, yeah. It's fantastic. I, I, I love, there, there, there's a real cool, just a mechanic at the end you guys will appreciate once you fight the end boss. It's really cool. Kind of changes up the whole uh, feel of the boss battles. Speaking of uh, like like platform dedication and stuff, just off the top of your head, and maybe this might fit better later on in the show, it doesn't matter. Would you guys like a sequel in the same vein, or would you like a Super Shovel Knight, like a 16-bit sequel? Ooh, gosh, that'd be, awesome. that'd be awesome. If you, if, if you could only have one, because let's say that you know this is an indie game, and they may get to do a sequel, but they only have one shot. Hmm. I would say go with another one like this one. That's what I would say. And I'm I'm kind of on the on the other end of that. I'd like to see him do something a little different because um I'd I'd hate for another game to come and kind of overshadow this one and uh, make this one less special. I okay, always feel well, that way with sequels sometimes. You know what I mean? M- m- make yeah. it a little bit maybe make the mechanics different, kind of pay homage to other games. I don't know. I th- I think I'm on the same page as our esteemed colleague from Genesis Gems, where I would like to see <laughs> uh, something of the 16-bit variety just to pay homage to that era. And kind of let this one sit on its own, but like let's pay attention to some cool 16-bit games, either on the talking, Super or Genesis uh, side. Are you talking another Shovel Knight in 16-bit, or just another game from these guys? No, because another I, I, Shovel Knight, another yeah. Shovel Knight. So it's yeah. it's like going from Ghosts and Goblin to Ghouls and Ghosts, or Super Ghouls and Ghosts. You're going from Castlevania okay. 3 to Super Castlevania. But let's say this is the only NES game that they put out. I would like I would like to see something of the next evolution. Yeah, throw, okay. throw in some like uh, beat 'em up type uh, mechanics with a, maybe a Metroidvania type style. I don't know. Well, let's not wreck the game, yeah. Nick. Come. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like beat? Oh, I love beat 'em up side. I, I think I'd really like to see him focus a little bit more on combat. I did love the platforming, but I, I felt you know maybe he could balance a little bit more of the combat. I don't know. Maybe it was platform heavy. There, there yeah. weren't a whole lot of yeah. enemies yeah. other than the bosses that really did much. I mean, yeah. basically, every now and then you'd see one, you just hit him with your shovel, and that's the end of it. There's really not a whole lot of challenge in the battles, and there's really not a whole lot of enemies at all in the game. The challenge that. in this game is not sweating too much so that the controller becomes slippery in your hand, because you're, like, nail-biting to get to these mini micro-platformers as you keep going up and up and high up, and they drop, and you see nothing but spikes and awkwardly timed floating enemies, and that's the difficulty. Timing, precision... Pacing, not the not not the foes on screen. <laughs> right, right, and I think um, I think it's it, it's something to be said. This game does not tell you how to play it. It's it's just and again, and it's awesome. The NES. Yeah. It doesn't tell it doesn't tell you anything. Yeah. To it that extent, to figure it out. Figure it to out. To that extent, mm-hmm. I totally messed up with the duct 
DuckTales thing, because in DuckTales, you have to hold down and the jump button to do the pogo. In this, you just have to, like, jump up and hold down, and you're doing it. There's no timing. So that really threw me off, and I really hated the game for the longest time. So I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? But no, I have to love this. But no, I can't. <laughs> yeah, and I, I really screwed up, because I thought those little orbs were just, like, special treasure power-ups. Like, I, it, it took me, like, two stages to realize they were checkpoints. And I, oh, my gosh, no wonder it took me so long to beat these stages. <laughs> but it's cool when you go back through and try to collect more loot. If you know the level real well and can get through it, you can just bust those things up, get tons of loot, and, and go on. Yeah. But, yeah, it took me a while to realize, oh, those are checkpoints. <laughs> Yeah, for those who haven't played the game, which, you know, there might be some out there, but sure, hopefully not. But, yeah, anyways, there's the checkpoint system. (laughs) Yeah, Justin. But the the checkpoint system in this game, you can actually break the checkpoints and to get more loot. But if you break them, you get sent back to whatever the checkpoint, the last checkpoint that you didn't break. Yeah. So you could potentially screw yourself out of any checkpoints in the level if you get greedy and want all the loot. But if you're good enough to beat the level without dying, then there you go. There's something something along those lines, though, that kind of, if I'm going to have a con for the game, you know, just to throw a con in there, I think they should have been a little more sparse with giving you money because I didn't feel like I ever really needed to break the chambers because I felt like I was always getting enough money. Yeah, I mean, I guess there wasn't a ton of options to spend money on specific items that really did anything drastically different. I mean, you don't need to spend money to really get through this game. Yeah, and, and you know, all the power-ups, like your suit and stuff, always kind of come with a draw. Like, I know, like, some of them help you platform better, but you can kind of slide a little more when you run, some things like that. So, I, it really wasn't anything over that much into the game. Yeah, I just think I would like to have seen... Give me a reason to want the money more than, and give me less money so that I have to try to do things like break those. If you're going to have a cool mechanic like breaking the uh, checkpoints, give me a reason to really want to do it other than just to try to make the game more difficult and frustrate me, you know? Now, Nick, I'm going to ask for a bit of a spoiler, and Michael, hopefully you won't uh, mind. Nick, when you beat the game, do they make you go back through and beat all the other knights? Yeah, there's yeah. So like that's the first part of the of the end. Uh, you got you got to beat every knight in one room, and uh, every every time you beat one, it gives you like a, a big turkey. So you do get to fill up your life, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, it's a little easier. Your some of the environments aren't the same as what you would um, in the previous castles or whatever. But uh, it it took me. I I just got to that part today, and it, I probably died ten times before I actually got through it. So. <laughs> I really so, don't I, want to have to fight that uh, the knight in the uh, cemetery again. <laughs> I had a hard time. With, uh, oh, really? Uh, see, I, that one was easy to me. The one that stunk for me is that one that huge, uh, like that big, uh, I don't know, tank-looking thing where you had to jump up on top of all those platforms just to get to it. I had the hardest time with that, both times. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember which one I had the most trouble with. It was either the, the water level one or the clock tower one like clockwork night or whatever I can't remember yeah. but yeah it's funny how we all of us had, had different uh, enemies we didn't like as much but I mean that really kind of shows you that you don't have to like have there's not one guy that's hard it's all about strategy and how you you come against it but it's varied across the board which is really cool yeah, yeah all the different all the different boss knights the, the battles with them are all very different in the way you have to approach it which is really cool I mean, yeah. and a lot I, of times, you, you know, like a Mega Man game or something, depending on the Mega Man game, you may just, it's the same strategy for everyone. Like, jump over their head and shoot them, or run underneath their legs and shoot them. It's the same thing. 
this in this game it's it's really there's a different strategy for every boss which is cool yeah and i, I kind of want to go back and do that again because after you defeat them all it gives you a choice of because uh, after you defeat them all it shows them all hanging on to each other off of this platform and uh, it gives you a choice whether or not to like pull them up or just to go on to the main boss and i uh i, I just got help, i helped them all up and then i don't really know if it did anything different to my ending so kind of wanted to go back and just kind of leave them behind and see what happens after you beat all them, you have to go on to the Enchantress, of course. So, yeah. so I don't know. I don't know have if they, it helps. Have they implemented the New Game Plus yet? I know they were up, going to update it at some point with a New Game yeah. Plus. Yeah. So after I beat it and I got back from my, uh, I, I tried to open up my previous save. It actually asked you, do you want to go do the Game Plus or you know continue from where you were? So I think once you do the Game Plus, it kind of erases all your stuff and starts that version of it. So. Yeah, I haven't I haven't hit yes yet. I'm kind of wondering if I can like duplicate my save and have one a game plus and one just to go back and collect. Because even though I beat the game, I'm still missing like uh, six power ups. I didn't collect everything from every stage. So this game also has a the speaking of collecting things. This also game it has collectibles that you can get like music notes and um, what's the other thing? Oh, what is all, yeah, all, all your the, the, the relics. The, the, the the relics. Relics. Yeah, there's a yeah. bunch of feats and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so there, there's a lot to do in this game, other than just beat it, which is yeah. another. Yeah. That, is, that, it's another kind of a modern thing. They didn't have that kind of stuff back in the NES days. Yeah, because I mean, I, I beat the game, and only I've only earned nine out of forty-five of the feats. So like only twenty percent. So I got right. plenty to do after that. Did you guys uh, know that Shovel Knight's making an appearance in an upcoming game, like the character? Really? Um, which one? He's coming. He's going to be part of a real-time strategy game called Hex Heroes. Mm-hmm. It's uh, coming to iOS, uh, Linux, Windows, and Wii U. And other characters are like from uh, SteamWorld Dig. Uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah. Rusty. And then the guy oh, from Guacamelee's in it too. Oh, love that oh, guy. Nice. So it's, it's basically it's like a bunch of indie indie games. Yeah, and you, you command the different units around in a real-time strategy way, but I thought that was really cool that, that to really discover cool. That, that he's going to that. I would love to see more integration of Shovel Knight and that whole Shovel Knight universe and spin-off stuff like this. Yeah, the, I mean, the character and the and the world and the, um, the story, everything's like, it's really... It's, really it's a good universe, and yeah. yeah, the universe and lore and the mythology. You know, you can tell it's like this is what we want, but they didn't really skimp on the details, even though they could have been humorous and done that and really copied stuff for the sake of you know winking the fans. They really said, okay, this is what we want, and they really invested a lot of cool things into it. You know, so I, I mean, props to them for making a a world that's worthy of getting hooked on. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I really enjoyed the the dynamic with with the uh, Shield Knight, like how you have all those those dream sequences where you'd have to kill. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, wait till, yeah well, wait till you get to the end boss. That that's that's what I mean. You, and I'll, I'll spoil it now if you want me to. Um, no, I don't want you to because we want to give people <laughs> a chance to, to watch oh, this game and discover it to the end. It's all you got to keep it. building this up. Okay, well it's it's good. It just just yeah, the the, the, the Shield Knight is definitely awesome. We'll just say that. <laughs> Like every time you go to close your ears, you're just holding your earphones closer. <laughs> to your ears. I, like, I want to hear the spoilers, please. <laughs> no, I, I, I have buttons on the side. I just when I hit them like this, they just mute them. <laughs> I, speaking I, for just special for tonight, check out these headphones. We oh, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that they made a. 
you know, a Wii U head, headphone sets. I didn't know that. They do, but they're nice. small, and they don't really fit over my ears, so they kind of hurt. <laughs> I think they're made for kids, but um, oh. special night, special night. Special night, shovel night. <laughs> get it? Yeah. <laughs> see what he did there? You see what he did there? <laughs> <laughs> so what did you, you guys think of the uh, the name of the... Uh, like the bosses, like the order, the order of no quarter. I thought that was. I cool. love the name of the, the the collective group of them. Yeah. The order of no quarter. Yeah. I thought, I thought awesome. that was sweet. Yeah, it's good. Again, everything about what they did, calling stuff, calling the individual knights, and as soon as like you catch on to that's what they're doing, you're like, okay, this is going to be that kind of level. And you're like, ah, those are my. <laughs> I hate those kind of levels. I hate the ice levels. Why does there have to be an ice yeah. level? You know? Speaking of, what, what was your one of your least favorite, or not least favorite, maybe most challenging levels? It's, it's the clockwork one, man, because it's like you keep climbing up and up, and you know you're going up that tower, but it's just that sense that you're getting so high that if you fall, it's like, oh god, you got to start again. I hate that because <laughs> yeah. there's like the whole screen is nothing but like an open pit, and you're like platforming to get to the edge, to get to another edge, and sometimes those things drop, and sometimes they don't, and you don't know, but you've just got to keep that pace up, and hope that nothing, like, that has, is like a big detour for you, or deters you from what you think is the right path, I hate it, I'm getting, I'm getting anxious thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would probably agree with a, with a close second being the one with the lava, where you have to hit the green gel on it. Yes. And yes. Turn yes. the green, turn it into into green bouncy goo, and then like, <laughs> yeah. after after a few seconds, it goes away and it turns into lava again. That would probably be oh, close or side. like those mini side stages where you use the different power ups, like the fist, and you've got to jump over and then like fall oh, down yeah. and then use the fist again to get across. And some of those got like super frustrating. It kind of reminded me of, like the Battletoads race, like second stage where you really just got to know the level. You've really got to map yeah. it out. Right. But yeah. I like that kind of stuff because it makes you yeah. use the powers in a unique way, you know. Yeah, yeah and I I I, I died. Uh, it was it was the second one of the second to last levels that they showed stats after you beat the game. I think I died like thirty times in this one level, and it was where um you had to platform across like the the I can't remember what they were little floating things that like would electrify you, and like there was like four of them, and and only one would be available to do your little. Uh, you know, your shovel bounce thing on it, and I died probably ten times in that one area, so I mean, it just drove me nuts. So. But it's it's fun because it, when you die, you don't. It's not a big deal. You, you don't really. I got mad. It's not like. Uh, I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I, I get frustrated thinking about it. Like I played a little bit before before we started going on just to get back into that world, and the anxiety came back like that, and the frustration is like, oh yep. god, here we go. Now I, I kind of know why I, I guess what I mean down. is I guess I know what I mean is it's not you don't have lives and you can't run them out run out of lives and have to start the whole game over again. Yeah. Like you, you would run out say Super Mario Brothers three when you die or something you have to start the whole game over again. <laughs> yeah, you, you can, can run, run out, out of loop, loop, but though. Not, yeah, but I mean, I, I never did, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that's like. It must suck for you. Easy <laughs> Mario Kart cheat codes. Ooh. <laughs> You're just jealous of my skills at Mario Kart. No, well, we all don't have the game genie for the Wii U. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. you gotta you gotta kickstart. You gotta be a backer. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Honestly, Michael. Side note: While we were playing Mario Kart, there, I forgot, like in the middle of races, what controlled what. I forgot <laughs> drifted. What used the the items? I'm like, what is going on with my head? I was just so burnt out. I was playing. I'm like. I don't want to take my hands off the controller at all because if I do, I'm going to die. So I was just like, kind of guessing here and there. 
I have horrible. a tendency to forget which flipper does which too. Like I'll accidentally I'll go to slide and I'll accidentally shoot my shell. You know. Yes, exactly that kind of I thing. Do that so that was, did, I was did constantly Rob, being plagued. Did Rob showcase his pinpoint accuracy with a green turtle shell? <laughs> I did get yeah. some good ones off, oh. but yeah, it was mainly that, computer folks. That was yeah. rough. <laughs> I think he just mainly got the computer and car. But you notice by the last race, I got which I got first on, I was doing better because I was learning what controls did what again. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. that so. was also after I switched off my main character. Just, yeah. Oh well, heaven forbid. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Anyway, Back to shovel, shovel. Night. shovel Back night. Back to shovel night. Yes. How long did it take you? How how much time have you guys logged on shovel night? Six hours. Oh, yeah. Six hours, Michael. Uh, probably about four and a half, maybe five. Damn it! Sorry, I don't know if that's swearing or not. Where I come from, it's not. But I'm like at nine <laughs> hours. That's close enough. That's close enough. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Somebody's editing this. I apologize. No, we won't edit that. No, we won't edit that. Yeah, I'm at like nine hours. How am I like twice the amount of time? So game length is it is it long enough for you guys? Do you think is it short enough? Is it just right? I think I think it's got a lot of replayability. I think I'll play it again. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's okay at, at where it is. And and game length just to be long is just stupid. I I, I don't know that, that that's one of the big complaints of that new Aliens game. I guess I I had I heard rumors that it was really just like a short game. And uh, I think Sega is the one that uh, that yep. actually released it. They I, I had heard. I don't know. It's probably not confirmed that they demanded a longer game if it was <clears> a big triple AAA. Uh, launch or title and uh you know they just throw, throw more junk in it and every, everyone i've heard i like that game so they loved the first four or five hours and the rest of it was just awful well so, it's yeah. ironic because at e3 they said that was only like a five hour game and i was fine with that and then i find out that it's 20 and yeah. i really don't care because i get it like if you're on a ship and there's an alien coming at you then maybe that's what it takes to to make that kind of happen but if it's like the same thing and it's and we're not talking like rpg grinding for another 15 hours then, then I think it's yeah. okay. Yeah, and, I, and I, like, like I said, with with this, with my beats only being like twenty some percent, there's plenty of uh, playability. I mean, I, I think about like Skyrim. Um, I beat that game like the main story in no time, but like my uh, just being able to get through the world was I was very low, and I had plenty to do after I beat the game. So I, uh, I, I thought the, t- the time was perfect. Um, this is this is definitely a game on the go for me for the 3DS. I downloaded it when I went on vacation, played it mostly there, and just finished it here in the past week. So it was it was perfect for me. Yeah, I, I think it's a little. Go ahead, Michael. No, go ahead. <sighs> okay, thank you. He um, says it a puff and puff. <laughs> ah, the burden of wearing the crown. <laughs> Uh, I honestly think it's a little bit on the short side, but at least being on the short side, it really feels like the quality is at like a max. I don't feel like I'm not getting like you know ripped off at any point with every level. They're all consistently difficult in their own way. The world is well developed, like I said. The the mythos is well developed. I really just want like maybe like one or two stages more. Yeah. Okay. I give you, I, I give you that. Now I will say though that there's a, on their Kickstarter when they were doing the Kickstarter they had stretch goals right and there's a lot of stretch goals that uh, have not been fulfilled yet they haven't put implemented in the game so I anticipate there's going to be a lot more or at least a few more updates to. Uh, well, what were some of the stretch goals? Bring us up to date. <laughs> well, there's supposed to be a four-player battle mode implemented in the game Ooh. at some point. Oh, choose your knight. Mm-hmm. There's also supposed to be a gender swap mode, so that I guess you play as Shield Knight, perhaps. Um, challenge oh. mode. Let's see, let me just pull up this. 
to. There's a lot of things. <laughs> well, you That's... did back the project. I just figured you would know this stuff. <laughs> well, I did rattle off a few good ones without pulling up the list, did I not? It's in your notes. You're not fooling us. <laughs> I was impressed. No car and crutch. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, so playable boss knights. Let's see, at least three of them. Uh, cool. Full player battle mode, gender swap mode. Um, New Game Plus, which I think they've already implemented. Uh, yeah, so. So that's There's... it. So you actually did name them all. Wow. Yeah, except for the playable boss knights. I missed that one. So there's right. there's still a few that have yet to be implemented. So there's still more game to come, you know. So cool. I think that's really I think I that's like really that. awesome, and that may change my you know depending on how much they eventually release for this game, that may change my opinion on that whole eight bit versus sixteen bit thing you were talking about. I may maybe I do want them to put a sixteen bit game out. Right. After I see how fleshed out this game becomes. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, it's going to be a lot easier for them to do another like eight-bit one because they have all the art and all the assets already done, and it's just about them designing a level. Not that that's easy, but if they're doing something sixteen-bit, it's like starting again from the scrap from scratch. I, I would like to mention another Kickstarter game that I think just finished up. It looks really cool, and it's kind of an idea, kind of it's similar to what you're talking about, moving from an eight-bit to sixteen-bit, but it all does it all in one game. Have you seen? Is this something? No, but is this something that you backed? I did bag it, yes. Okay, so I really am the odd one out here. <laughs> I may have been the only I may be the odd one. I may have been the only one that backed this. If nobody else has heard of the adventures of Pip, then I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up right now because I think it sounds familiar, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not Anyways, in, to in the... next, that's all about the adventures collect, of Pip. You collect pixels, right? And you start off as an 8-bit character, and as you collect pixels, you become a 16-bit character. And then you collect more, and you become a 32-bit character. Well, that's kind of cool. You, and, like, <laughs> you can do more stuff as you become a higher-bit character. And at, and at the end of the game, you're in 60 frames per second. <laughs> yeah, better be yeah. 1080p or it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just thought, I just thought it was cool. But yeah. anyways. That sounds cool. See, here's yeah, the thing, this does look cool. Here's the thing. Okay, Uh-oh. if you, uh, if, if you would go. have done your, your Nintendo Quest thing, like, six months later when I was actually learning. I didn't even really know much about Kickstarter until about six months ago. So, mm-hmm. Or, well, maybe it was about a year. So it's I my know. fault. I, some, I just want to make sure that we're saying it's my fault. <laughs> I'm, what I'm trying to get to here is it's all your fault. No. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I'm the villain. I get it. I'm, I'm used. To, I'm used to that. Have you guys back? I mean, Michael. Obviously, you've given a lot of games that you've backed here on, on Kickstarter. What do you guys think about the whole Kickstarter process to get games that we think are cool, versus like just accepting what they they give us at GameStop or Best Buy or you know that kind of thing? Where's well, your preference? Obviously, obviously, I love it myself. But having backed so many, I, I I think it's a good way to. I don't know. It's it's kind of like I guess it's kind of like a pre-order for indie people. You know, yeah. They don't. They don't really get that opportunity, so that's kind of how I see it. Did you guys back the new Eight Bit Heroes by Joe Granado? I did. Yep. Nah, I, I was. I was going to look into that. I don't really know much about it. I've heard you talk about it a few times, but I haven't really checked it out yet. Yeah. I, what's cool is it's, it's really the trifecta, Nick, and it's over, and they've been successfully funded. So this isn't really a sales pitch, but the, they're creating Joe Granado, who makes movies as well. Uh, 
designed an NES game when he was like seven years old, like maybe some of us did or had ideas for games. And now he's unearthed those documents and he's going to make that game, but he's also going to do a documentary about it. And he's going to have tutorials on how to make your own NES game. So it's like the trilogy of like creativity for people that wanted to get it. So they were successfully funded. I think they raised about forty six to forty eight thousand dollars from their thirty five thousand dollar goal, which is cool. There's a couple other ones that I've donated to Jenny Leclue, which is kind of a bit of a I don't want to say a Carmen San Diego, but it's like a mystery Nancy Drew kind of point and click adventure that looks pretty cool. I also donated something called The Shyness, which is like a top down three quarter perspective RPG. Um, Earthness. Uh, which is another one that looks very much like a Dreamcast RPG is what I've donated to. Pixel Noir was another one that I donated to. I don't know if it was successful, though. No, it did not get successfully funded. See, it was like an 8-bit RPG mystery. What's funny is I've not heard of any of those. See, here's the thing. Wow. I've, here's the thing I find. Surprisingly, because you funded every other one. <laughs> I, know, right? I know, right? Here's the, here's the problem I find with this whole Kickstarter thing is there's a lot of people that go unnoticed, like this. Like I didn't hear about any of those games, and you hadn't really heard right. about the Adventures of Pip. It's kind of there's. Yeah. I feel like there's there's probably a better way to do this. And one of our guests on one of our earlier shows kind of brought this up, and I'll I'll go ahead and get your all's take on it too. He thought that Steam would probably be the best venue to start doing something like this. Like to take over the games from the Kickstarter. Because they already kind of have the green light thing. Yeah, they have a green light kind of thing, which puts like big spotlight on, on indie kind of games. Um, it, it's really hard. It comes down to, like, I think there's got to be mediator sites where you're like, okay, if you're on Kickstarter, these are the sites you go to to try to get a little bit more notice so they can spread the word. I mean, that's kind of what publications and news feeds and communities like what we have going on between all of us and should be spreading the word a bit more. So I, I, I mean, I try not to post too much cause I, I feel like I inundate it as it is just to kind of get the word out. But I really do believe in a lot of the projects that I do share cause I think they look cool. So it's just, but we all know like Facebook and Twitter really dialed down the reach on stuff. So it's really hard to say how much is too much to get the word out on this stuff. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and the only, and this this may be, I don't know, an, an uneducated uh, uh, complaint, but um, I, I, it is not that I'm not excited for this game. But I think about Mighty Number no. Nine. I mean, you got a guy like Inafune who probably could be picked up by any developer. I just wonder why he went through Kickstarter. I mean. Sure, I'm sure the guy's got money, right? I mean, I don't know. Part of me thought I'm not going to fund that because I mean, it's the guy developed Mega Man. I mean, <laughs> why does he need Kickstarter? I don't know. I always thought Kickstarter is more for people who are kind of unheard of, maybe trying to get get something going. I don't know. I, I had, a, I had a, a, go ahead. Oh, I just had a little problem with with that myself. I'm very excited about Mighty Number no. Nine. Can't wait to play it. But I just thought someone could have picked him up without that. Avenue. It's, it, it's a bunch of stuff though, right? Like, he wants to make the game, and as someone who's created a thing on, on Kickstarter, I could spend months or years pitching Nintendo Quest to studios and indie developers that, you know, or production companies, and hope somebody believes in the project from me saying it because of my track record that yes, we'll give you the funding, but now we're doing something together, and we got to share our visions, and now because they're putting more money maybe than my time or something... Then I'd have to kind of listen to them. So by going on Kickstarter, and this even applies to guys like Zach Braff and some of the other big filmmaker actors who make a really decent living doing their craft, at least we get to do it the way that we want to do it. And we hope that what we show you or pitch you is enough for you to buy into that. 
Yeah, I think that's really yeah. what the the reasoning behind Inafune going through Kickstarter. I think he, if he would have been picked up by a development studio, I have a feeling that they would have had their hands too much into it that we wouldn't be getting a mind yeah. number nine. I think we would be getting something else. Yeah, and I, it's he, all. He, he may have been burned by Capcom. I heard some funny stories about that. Anyways, I, I know the the little uh, poke they did at him when they did a. Uh, what was a fighting game where they put uh, the, the Mega Man from the first uh, NES box so they kind of made him like an overweight old guy? It's, it's one of the yeah. Tekken games. Yeah, and I, I, I yeah. think that was kind of a, a stab at him. And I, I read some things about that. Maybe he just didn't want any part of that corporation kind of taking him. Sure. You know, so, and I understand that. There's a, there's a heavy metal band I actually uh, helped. Uh, I, I backed, and they have like 12 albums out. And they, they wanted it out of the record label so they could kind of Get away from yeah, get get away from all that stuff, uh, all the controlling and you know, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, part of it too isn't just the money; it's the, the the start of the marketing, the advertising. I mean, when we did Nintendo Quest, of course we needed money, but fifteen grand is nowhere near what our budget is for the for the film. But it was a good start to get us to where we go. But we, it was a great excuse to start the marketing for a film. And now, obviously, that didn't go to everyone, but. Uh, a lot of people did see it, just not just not everyone. <laughs> what you're saying, Rob, I think, but also independence, I would rank as the number one reason, but number two would be to gauge the interest of the public. If they don't want to yeah. see it, they won't fund it. And that's and a good thing, too, because a lot it, of people, and a lot of people, and I think that's a great thing, because not everything first should go on Kickstarter, even though it can go on Kickstarter. Certain mm-hmm. projects are much more successful, whether we're talking about a game or jewelry or movies, certain projects are much more successful on Kickstarter than they are, you know, doing something else. So not everything should be on there. And sometimes it's that wake-up call. It's like, oh, why didn't I get funded? Well, maybe I need to go back and rethink my concepts. Like, I, I'm starting yeah. a documentary that I can't really say too much about, but I will be doing a Kickstarter project for it, and you guys will see it on Facebook and my other social media. I don't know if it's going to get funded. I mean, it's cool that I got a little bit of a following and people know me from Nintendo Quest, but it's not like the same kind of thing. It doesn't have like a big subculture, like fandom base around it like Nintendo Quest does. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm on the fence about it, but there are other goals with this Kickstarter, mainly marketing as well as like money and independence. So... Even if it does not get funding, I will still have achieved those other things by virtue of being on Kickstarter for X number of days. Cool. So this has turned into a really interesting conversation, <laughs> not about Shovel Knight. <laughs> well, no, it is, because it's how Shovel Knight got it started, right? We've yeah. talked about yeah. Shovel Knight being a love letter to all this stuff, where it got its inspiration. Now we're talking about other indie games that have gone the same route and how they got there. And, is, and it all goes back to Kickstarter, because without Kickstarter, we wouldn't have had Shovel Knight. Yeah. And are we getting diluted now with too many indie games that are going that way? Because a lot are getting funded. Could be. I don't know. You don't have to. I mean, you don't have to buy it. <laughs> no, you don't. To buy but it. I think I think we will all say that you should buy this game because for what fifteen bucks, oh, you're yeah. going to get your money's worth. It's fun, and then you're going to know what the hell we've been talking about. Sorry, that's probably another swear word. You're going to know what the heck we're talking about for the last forty five minutes. <laughs> what are we going to do? So much editing. No, <laughs> we, have, we, have, we have different curves, like uh, north of Tennessee, evidently. Oh, yeah. Tennessee, we're we're in the Bible Belt, so yeah, well, you, can't I'm, say, I'm, you can't say those words. Yeah, yeah. but I lived in Texas for a while, right? And and that and more was all free game. Yeah, I, I live in West Virginia. It's even worse. There's a lot of things that. I apologize, guys. I was just brought up in a different society. <laughs> Canada, right? 
<laughs> True story, eh? <laughs> so you guys want to, let's, we got one question. You want to field the question for Russ? We got to answer Russ's question here. Go ahead, throw it out there, Michael. Here, I, I, don't, I don't, Russ. Selecting Russ's question. All right. Uh, I've got it pulled up. It says, okay, Justin, go ahead and read it. Hey guys, uh, I've been holding off on getting this even though it looks amazing. I am torn between getting it for my Wii U or for my 3DS. Any pros and cons you have for each to help me decide. Thanks a bunch. Well, Russ, I would say it's got to be played on the big old screen. That's what I say. Now, now a question for the Wii U version. Uh, is there a, uh, like a save state type uh, of... Uh, system like if you close your uh, Wii U you know turn it off turn it back on does it because it come back up like you know like a virtual console game would like it, you know. it does not do like the 3ds okay. in that you can't say it doesn't come right back up but it saves very frequently like as soon as you exit a level or finish a level or die yeah it, it any event it saves after any event I would be curious to see the 3ds version just because I know on the Wii U gamepad, you have your inventory on the bottom. And a few times, I'm like looking down and looking up, especially during some of the boss battles, to use some of the, the items. And I think that might be a little bit easier on the 3DS because you're already looking in the same general vicinity versus like having to like kind of go like that and hope that you're, you're touching the right thing. But I do agree go. with Michael. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I do agree with Michael that it is really nice to have it on the old big screen. Especially yeah, when it comes that, time to jumping all those platforms. Yeah, but that but that awesome that awesome three D effect on the DS, right? I mean. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm <laughs> I never use it. it. <laughs> no, I you honestly you can't go wrong with either one. I'd say just buy it. I mean, it, it depends. If, do you play games on the go a lot, or do you play them at home? If you play them at home, get it on the Wii U. If you play on the go a lot, get it on the 3DS. And if you and if you got buddies, then I think it's really it's a good kind of in the living room with your friends games. Like everybody kind of take their turn playing around. And you'll have a lot of fun with it. Whether it invokes nostalgia or not, it's challenging enough. But it's it's a cool kind of pass the controller around as well kind of game. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know this this might be a topic for another day, but the whole notion of buy you have to buy it on both and all this stuff people complain about all the time i honestly don't mind the buying it on both i would probably pay 30 dollars to have it on both if i could just save keep my save pass back and forth yeah if you could if you could cloud save it if you could use yeah. the cloud to cross play which is what they do on the sony side right with vita and ps3 mm -hmm. some of the yeah. cross play yeah. games that's something but... that i really wish you could do but you know that's a small complaint yeah and, and I, I, have, I haven't played the wii u version um i, I will say this uh I don't like playing this game with the uh, with the like the uh, analog stick on the DS. I, I hate where the D-pad is on the regular DS. I haven't played the XL, so I, I kind of my natural instincts to go to the analog, the analog stick, whatever you want to call that. And uh, I'm all the t time power because like if you're trying to go right, I accidentally hit up in the attack button and I waste some of my potions and junk. So I, I'd really like where the D-pad's positioned on the Wii U controller. So I think that. Uh, if you're not going to be traveling, definitely get the Wii U version, in my opinion, even though I haven't played it yet. <laughs> the, the XL D-pad is not in a much better position. Okay. It cramps my thumb. thumb yeah, yeah it I hate that. Push, it's way below, I don't know. And, and the whole idea of it, of it clicking, like they kind of introduced that with the uh, Game Boy Advance SP, and I really don't like that. I don't like the, the D-pad to click when you do up, down, left, right. kind of like the, where you can kind of roll it a little better than that, so not a big fan of the uh, 3DS uh, digital pad. Well, all right. Well, I guess we have our verdict. The Wii U is the way to go. 
And Unless you travel a lot, you should go. And yeah, then just get both. Yeah, or uh, you know, if, if you love Maybe. that 3D effect, if you really like that, you get the 3D version. <laughs> All right, so that was our only question. We have two. We have oh, a couple man. viewers. Does anybody want to ask this question real quick? Otherwise, we're going to probably start wrapping it up. Yeah, there's a button. If you don't know where it is, it just says "Ask a Question," and you get to type it in. Yep. All right. Well. Three, two, one. All right. That's it. Cut off. <laughs> Whoa! Jesus. <laughs> Gosh. So, Gosh. so here's a, a, a little bit more uh, conversation. We we didn't touch on this very much, and I, I want to bring it up just because I think it's so epic. Post golf talk with Nick. <laughs> the the music. My goodness, the music. Oh wow! Yeah, I can't believe we didn't even bring that. I oh man, I, and I I know the original. Uh, one of the original Mega Man composers uh, donated their talents to a few of the tracks on here, but uh, mm. really like the music. The, the one level in particular, I think it was called the Lichyard, I believe. It was kind of like the, uh, you know, where the graveyard and everything was. That that track, I, I whenever I found that little scroll and took it back to the to the whatever that dude was, the Bard, uh, I listened to that over and over and over again. Love that track. So I, I thought that every every song on this game to me was just golden. It really brought. Yeah. Back years when I play, e even like indie games, I, I, nothing's memorable anymore. And I, maybe it's just when I'm getting older, my memory's not there. But uh, I, I just don't have, I can't whistle a, a tune for modern games like I can some of these old games. But with this game, man, I, I, I turn on one of these songs and just, yeah, it, it, it's there. I think it was some of the best music I've heard in a long time. Yeah, I totally agree. So, Huge shout out to Jake Kaufman who does the yeah. music in this game. He's, he's really awesome. And what makes him even more awesome is on his. Bandcamp website. He offered a lot of his music for donate only, as in you can get it for free if you wanted to, or you can just donate whatever you want. And he's including got a lot the of Shovel Knight soundtrack. There. Yeah, including Shovel Knight Shovel soundtracks. Soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, it's really awesome that he does that, and it, most of all of his stuff is really good. He also uses probably my favorite NES sound, which is like that wave. It sounds like a wave. It's like or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, and you know, like when you listen to some of the old Capcom tunes, they they use the percussion a lot more than some of the other um, some of the other developers, in my opinion. Like, it, there's almost like different levels and different pitches of the percussion. You think about Mega Man games, like all that craziness, and there's a lot of that in here. And I I really thought that was awesome. I agree. So, what are our final thoughts? Since there aren't any segments or sign-offs and no retrofitted trophies for this modern game, unless we're doing that. What are what are what are our final thoughts? How we how do you want to wrap this up, Michael? Um, is it a gym? Oh wait, no, wrong podcast. No, no, <laughs> wrong. No, I guess we could get, we could get, we could still do the we could still do the two dudes rating system. Oh my, <laughs> I'm so bad at this. <laughs> let's see. Let's for us. Would it be? Is it 1080p? No, then it's not good. That's how, that's how we rank our games. That's not the two dudes. Uh, Thirty frames way percent. of doing things. <laughs> Justin, 30 frames, give us a category. <laughs> Justin, you haven't talked all that. Give us a category that Let's we can say, play this game. I'm going to say a gardening tool. <laughs> okay. We get so, trouble. But, okay. All right. So a shovel is too tool. easy, so we won't do it. No, nobody's allowed to use shovel. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, let's see. I guess I'll start us off. I'm going to go with a... Uh, I'm gonna go with a rake because uh, you know this game needs to be raking in the dough. Everybody needs to buy this game, and it's 
It's awesome. It's a general purpose. To, next to the shovel, since we can't use the shovel because it's too obvious. Next to the I'm shovel, afraid to it. say what I think this game is because I think I, I'm gonna. It, it's gonna have to get censored. <laughs> what kind of gardening tool are you using, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a bit of a hoe. Gardening hoe. Okay, that's the thing. That's as long as you're not talking. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you know maybe there's some crossover, but I, I don't want to get into too graphic. But it uh, it could double as a shovel. You know, it's it's a hose very good at digging and stuff. So like this is like shovel knight is like NES games. This is like the second kind of best thing there is out there since we're not using that. Yeah. Okay. I could go with that. I almost thought about doing a matic too because matic's a really good digging tool. Yeah. Not quite a shovel, but you know it's. Really good digging deep holes, like this. Okay. So. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't know a lot of gardening tools, so if it wasn't shovel or hoe, then I would have been out. <laughs> so is it, my, is it my turn? Yep. Nick, okay. it's your turn. We're, we're gonna go with the uh, the old uh, self-propelled lawnmower, and the reason is uh, that's the top of the line push mower. You know, push mower is kind of the old technology, so it's top of the line that uh, not quite the new technology of like a zero turn riding mower. So. Uh, it's definitely top of the line retro. We'll say that. Oh, oh you know what? It could have changed mine. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> Whoa. Money. Money in the bank, y'all. Money in the bank. <laughs> oh, Just, Justin, would you like to uh, give it a rating? Uh, yes. I'm going to give it a motorized tiller. And the reason is because I've never used a motorized tiller, but it looks awesome. And it looks like it would make my life a lot better. I like it. That's good, Justin. <laughs> Okay. Solid. Yeah. Yep, they're not. Yep. They're not that much fun to use. Yeah, no. Make your, Thank make your you own for hands really sore. Thank you for crapping on my point, Michael. Much like this game. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it fits because it makes your hands really sore. Okay. Okay. Like I'm changing game. mine. I'm, I'm changing mine. That's it. I'm, I'm saying it, it's like a spade. Okay, which is like a small shovel. Oh. You're forced. You're forced to get in there dirty and do like the the intricate work, like the platforming of this. But it's also portable enough that you can take it on the go, like the 3DS version. Oh. Okay. Right. See, and there's some cool similarities. You say spade. I think of David Spade in the movie Joe Dirt. He likes a garden. Dig it. Right. Boom! I like it. The connection. It's officially a gem. It's officially a gem. Gem. We don't do gems on this show. Yeah. It's a gem! Woo! It's a 1080p gem. <laughs> Alright. Alright, let's wrap this up. You guys, I'll, I'll let you guys shout your stuff out. Rob, you go, go first. Oh, you want me uh, to go first? Or, okay, Nick goes first. I don't care. Yeah, Nick, save the best for last. Go at the same time. <laughs> so, yeah, you can check me out. I am one of the hosts at the Genesis Gems. It's a game-by-game Sega Genesis podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Genesis Gems podcast. I also co-host another show that's been kind of uh, on a hiatus for a while uh, called the 90s Entertainment Show, uh, facebook.com slash NES podcast. Uh, we're supposed to be recording soon, but I've been saying that for about a month now. So uh, check that out. we got uh, some pretty quality episodes. Rob's been on the show twice, uh, so that, that's always a plus. So, there you Mark go. Mark never been on the show. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm Rob McCallum, director of Nintendo Quest, an upcoming documentary set to hit screens and home theaters across the the world in 2015. You can check out more on that film at facebook.com slash the NES Club. And I'm also one of the co-hosts of GamerCast, nesclub.podomatic.com, where you can hear more of my hijinks and my uh, apparent cursing 
anytime. <laughs> Coin sounds. Hey, Rob, I had a question. Is this worth any money now since you guys aren't Nintendo Quest anymore? Check it out. It's, well, I think that's like one of the the teaser release posters, buddy. It's it's, it's the fun. equivalent it's of re, it's the equivalent of re, Revenge of the Jedi. Oh, okay, okay. So it's cool. You gotta send me one of the new posters, then, right? Well, we'll we'll see about that. We can't give oh. everything away. Right. Well, hey, hey. We, we, we didn't have enough backers. Oh, thanks, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> If I knew you had a really cool poster, which you just now released, you didn't have yes. that back in the backer days. No, he that's true, we didn't. He does have really cool shirts, which I did buy. Go check those out. Teespring. Those are like a one of a kind, too. You can go to Teespring slash Nintendo Quest t-shirts yeah. or something like that and, and get them. We had a big legal dispute with Nintendo, and I think they're back up now, but those 10 <laughs> or 17 that sold were like going to be like the only kind, and they threatened to sue us again. But long story short, oh, I think wow. they're yeah. yeah, so if you want a Nintendo Quest t-shirt, these will probably be the last ever because we don't want to keep going through this legal battle with <laughs> Teespring's lawyers and Nintendo's lawyers and our lawyers because yeah. we can't afford it because we don't make any money on the t-shirts. We just want people to have them. Yeah, it, it's, it's been a real cool promotion for you guys because everyone always asks me, is that a band? Band? Playing what your movie is? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there you go. And it, it, it's like, yes, it's a band and a gem. Yeah, yeah this guy plays for Green Day. <laughs> <laughs> Once, twice, maybe five times. So cool. <laughs> Justin, Michael. can you shout ourselves out? Yeah. For me? Okay. He's patiently are... sitting. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, we are on every social media outlet out there um, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, what have you. We are also, you can always find us on nesdudes.com. Well, we also have a new domain name. We are also no. It's two dudes in an S, right? Yep, two dudes in an S dot com. Two dudes in an S dot com. We own that as well. So, check us out. So, have you guys decided? It's, it's definitely nests. Two dudes in a nest. Oh, oh it's nests. It's been nests from the beginning. Okay. It's just I'm sorry. all these other people. So, ten percent of people across the world, but that's okay. <laughs> hey, we we. What hey, what we would I know about the subject? Hung our hat on Ness, and we're not taking it off. No, it's you know what? It's okay, because there are some people that we interview in the documentary that say it the wrong way, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, not just kidding. I know. This, he's like, crossover episode, worst idea ever. <laughs> Genesis does. Oh, Genesis does what Nintendo don't. Oh, here we go. Um, this has been awesome, Michael. I appreciate you uh, entertaining me and my uh, my coffee fueled brain and antics. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate you uh, dealing with my need to go to bed an hour ago antics. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, so, thanks, it's, Michael. It's been uh, fun. I hope you I hope you guys enjoyed uh, listening to us chat about uh, Shovel Knight and. Kickstarter and um, I don't know. Rob and I apparently have, are starting to develop a rivalry. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've both, already both. started. You started that rivalry long ago, sir, with your automatic top ten rivalry. Ooh. Oh, hang on. Let me just. I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna put this puppy to bed right now. Right. We'll see oh, how, here let's, we go. Let's see how we're doing. Are you ready? Here we go. All right. I can't wait. <clears throat> um, Justin and I have two feeds, right? 
We have a Podomatic feed and we have an HD feed, which is not on Podomatic. So only half of our downloads come from Podomatic. The other half, like five, six hundred downloads, come from this other feed. So Podomatic mm-hmm. doesn't even get to capture yeah, that yeah, first yeah. set of numbers. So we're actually double. I, so we should, we're probably at number one all, every week. We just you know, we don't mm-hmm. want you guys to feel bad. I, I don't. I don't think Stitcher captures everything to Podomatic either, right? No. We crush it on Stitcher. Stitcher. We crush it. So I mean, we're easily number one. I mean, we don't even need Podomatic. That's just kind of like the mercy numbers that are reporting. Okay, well, I mean, I won't even—I won't even get into our Stitcher numbers. I didn't even want to go there. And the, and the best part is, I mean, we release bi-weekly. You guys have to release every week. Well, you release so like weekly now. If you're still... No, you, I just, you throw I just... you throw up these curse-filled hangouts nowadays. We're going to have some hashtag battles. Where, where people show up, what? In the, there's a difference with this one already. Oh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not used to the silent crowd. I don't know how to handle this. I'm waiting for the sound effect to blare in my ear at this point. <laughs> I, I'm just I kidding. The cool thing is with podcasts, you got lots of different flavors, and uh, you can pick your poison. My, I actually do like the two dudes in an S a lot because it's. Uh, I like the structure, the different, the different uh, segments you guys have. The retrofitted trophies is my favorite, next to trivia, and uh, it's really cool to hear some of the stuff. Especially when you think you know a little bit about every game and then to hear like the inside corner stuff that you don't really think about. So that's cool. I urge you guys to keep doing and doing more so we can get to the end of the library sooner. Because right now you're like 20 years out. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, so, all right, I guess I can, I guess I can take, the, uh, yeah, take that with a grain of salt. Not, I, don't, I, don't, I, I, can, I can untie my noose now that, now that I don't feel... Uh, <laughs> so let down by the lack lack of uh, interactivity on our uh, live. Yeah, our listeners on the East Coast—they're in bed. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get it. I'm just kidding. You got you got love your show too. I, I listen to it every time it comes up. I mean, it's don't lie. You don't have to make me feel good. I don't. I don't <laughs> need, your, I don't need I, your pity plug. I skip. The, I, I do skip. I do skip some of the hangouts for all the cor- curse cursing. Cursing. <laughs> Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forget when we get animated. Animated. Rocking and awesome. It like hurts your ears. I just have to make sure I don't listen to those at work. Yeah. Well, work, I got, I got kids to worry about. You go home, kids? Well, oh, yeah, well, they're kidding. not all gems, Nick. They're not all gems. That's true. <laughs> you Where's know, the Sega love? We love Genesis gems on this show, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> I love Genesis Gems. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you were on the show a couple of times. So. That's why I love it. I don't ever get invited to any other shows until the Genesis Gems. And I love the '90s entertainment shows, the ones I appear on. True. Those were those were some good episodes. I, I, honestly, they our were sta- funny. Our, our stats are uh, much higher on those on those two than the other ones. <laughs> so there you go, buddy. Just for you. <laughs> so we should just have you on every show. I'll just kick Ryan off. Well, 5 a.m. all the time. No, I, I want to hear more of Mariah Carey. Yeah, a, a poor guy. He has the worst internet in the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we should probably wrap this up. Yeah. Okay, wrap it's it up. Been, it's been it's been fun. Uh, yeah, let me let me ask 20 uh, more questions before we wrap up. Okay, we can play a round of 20 questions. Yeah. Yes, yes, no. Is it a boy? Is it a girl? Is it a girl? <laughs> <laughs> Good, good night, everyone. Good night. Thank you for listening. Catch you later. Later. Peace.
Hey Justin, I don't know if you uh, if you noticed, but there's there's a severe lack of boxes in there. I know, it looks nice. See a Donatello little carrying a uh, candy case or something. It's Leonardo. It's Leonardo. Nice. Colors on your cameras are off. <laughs> Colors in your eyes are off. That's actually true, they are. Uh, I'm sorry. That's not my fault. <laughs> I, I grew up always thinking I liked Donatello when in fact I like Leonardo. <laughs>